0: Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly and this is Ageless. I'm 40 and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to Ageless. And today I am joined by Judy Wilkins-Smith and she is a highly regarded family pattern, systemic work and constellations expert, transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author who is passionate about individual growth, visionary leadership, and positive accelerated global change. She is the founder of System Dynamics for Individuals and Organizations. She has 18 years of expertise assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives like Chevron, JP Morgan, Kellogg's, and ExxonMobil. She is a regular guest on TV news and entertainment shows, and is the author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling multi-generational Patterns. Judy, you do it all. I am so excited to get into all of this with you, and welcome to the show. Hi, Jana. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, of course. And what I wanted to start with is this, systemic work in constellations. Tell us more about that.
1: Okay, so systemic work is the study of you within your system, your primary pattern makers, your, which is generally your family system. Now, you also are part of many other systems from before you're even born until way after you die. But your two big ones are the family system and your career. How do you fit into your career? What part of that system are you? And uh, so that's systemic work. Constellations is the 3D breakthrough approach. And what it does is it literally makes the invisible visible and the unconscious conscious. And the way we do that is to sit down with a client and it's usually at an event. So you've got a whole lot of participants sit down with a client, ask about the issue, take a history, and then you identify the components of that issue and you use live representatives to represent each one of those components. So what that does is it means now you've got a 3D image of your issue in front of you. It's out of your head and it's in front of you. And because you can see it, hear it, touch it, taste it, feel it, it becomes an embodied experience. It's a multi-sensory experience. And that's what triggers the insights and the ahas. I love that. <laughs> so
0: what got well, you into I that? that.
1: Huh. I was busy writing a very different book. Um, After a particularly traumatic time, and um, I found this, I actually asked somebody for a piece of research, stumbled into it, and they said, if you come study the work, I'll help you with a book. So when studied the the work, got zero help with a book, and uh, then discovered that people wanted to do a lot of this work, in particular, C-suite executives and leaders, and, and everybody was saying to me, they'll never tell you who they are. Because they have a lot to protect. And surprise, surprise, yeah, they do. Because they also know they have a lot to grow. And so I started working with CEOs and CFOs and basically your, your C-suite. And then it, it became high-profile individuals and it became legacy families. And then they asked me if I could do it for organizations. And, of course, yes, you can. Because organizations have emotional DNA just like we do. Because they're made up of people. And so I went into that and then people said to me, well, how do we reach you? Because we can't all get to you. And I wrote the book.
0: I think that's wise. And thank you for writing the book. That was something I actually wanted to touch on a little bit later, but let's just talk about it now. Um, Let's talk about your book. What does it look like?
1: Okay. So decoding your emotional blueprint, right? And what it is, is it's, it's your guide to understanding where does your emotional DNA come from? How does it affect you and what can you do with it? And what we don't realize is that everything that comes along and appears to be an obstacle really isn't. It's simply a pattern saying, hey, it may be time for me to stop in this family, having echoed through multiple generations. So it's asking you to see what hasn't been completed or or what's been excluded and, and restore that to balance so you can go and do something else. So if you've got everybody going, you know, love of money is the root of all evil, money's a terrible thing, and you come along, you go, but I like it. And and I'd quite like to do good things with it. But they keep telling me love of money is the root of all evil. You're you're busy doing this. When you understand that somebody had a really bad situation with money, and that's what caused all of these sentences, you can actually look at it and go, okay, got it. Not mine. See you. Know what happened. Thank you for the gift. Now we're going to swing it round the other way. And so that's where neuroscience comes in, because with one new thought, one new feeling, one new action, you begin to rewire your brain. And as you rewire your brain, of course you're rewiring your life, and now you're no longer reliving ancient history. You're creating an authentic present, and you're also creating a very different future. It's no longer the future that was inevitable.
0: Wow. I feel like I would be the best candidate for this book. (laughs) I definitely need to get it. Um, That leads me to my next question, though. Why is money one of the best places to start looking at your unconscious emotional DNA inheritance? And how do you determine if you have inherited an emotional pattern around money that's not innate to you?
1: Okay. So money is, is really ideal because it's a hot button for everybody. One way or another, the people who have it, the people who don't, the people who love it, the people who hate it, it's a hot-button piece. It's also a global meta pattern. So there are patterns around money, and it's it's usually love or money. It's usually um, fulfillment or money. So we keep setting money up as an or. Where it's not, it's an and. And so we, what if you could sit down and ask yourself, what are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What are my actions? Where did those come from? When did it first start for me? What was happening in my life at the moment? At that moment? Who else in the family has a similar one? You begin to see that this may not be yours, but you're very faithfully repeating it. Is it serving you right now? If it is, absolutely amp it up. If it's not, then ask yourself, okay, so what would I really like around money? And write down again, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, What is happening for you right now that you're wanting to switch? What could happen if you do? Who are you going to serve by changing your thoughts, feelings, and actions other than you? And what does that look like in terms of emotional DNA and switching it up?
0: I totally follow that. And I think that's the message right there. And so how do you begin to understand money DNA to create a healthier money mindset?
1: Okay, so let's say, for example, um, love of money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. Lust of money, yes. yes, maybe. Maybe. But love of money is a very different thing. It suggests you're a wise steward. You've taken the time to understand it. You've made friends with it. Instead of it being so scary, how do you make friends with it? How do you start looking at it with very different eyes? Do you educate yourself? Do you save more? What What do you do? It's beginning to get comfortable around money and really love it. I send all of my clients on money walks, and that includes my big bankers. And I tell them, you've got to go for a money walk, and you've got to have a, a conversation with money.
0: What does a money them? walk look like?
1: Yeah, you go, you go for a walk, somewhere where you can talk, because people are going to think you're loony if you go through the middle of town doing it, but somewhere where you've got space. And you go and talk, you talk to money and you tell it all your fears about it, all of the sadnesses, all of the obstacles, and then what you would like, what it feels like to be able to look at it or not look at it, and you begin saying to it, hey, I need to take different steps with you. I did that. That's how I started it. Could not get money to come anywhere near me until I realized it wasn't money. It was me. I mean... Jaina, it it tried everything to be a friend and so much. We went to a casino with my mother-in-law. We didn't have a lot of money, but she said she'd take us out for the evening. We went to the casino. I've got my little jar of coins. She's got hers. I'm holding hers. I put three coins in and I hit a jackpot, which we really, really could have done with. But there was also a sentence in my family that said, honesty above everything. And I realized I'd taken the coins out of her jar Now, any sane person's going to take your three coins, put them in, and then, not me. I I went to her and I said to her, I took them out of your jar. I guess it's your jackpot. And she took it. Of course she took it. Money was going, okay, if you don't, don't want me to be around, I'm off. I'm going there. And I started to realize how much growing up, I'd loved it as a child, I played with it in the form of beads and charms and all sorts of things. It was a currency and loved it. But then when people started saying, be careful, watch out. Oh, there's not a lot of money. It's scarce. Suddenly everything changed and money was scary for me. And I had to get back to going, okay, you're a friend. You're not an enemy and you're not a foe. So it was really rewiring my thoughts. What can I do to attract you? Well, I can stop being so afraid. And here was my other one. Hey, could we pay you for your services? No, that's fine. Oh, my goodness. Poor money was standing in a corner going, ah. So, uh, yes, thank you very much. This is my fee. This is what I'm worth. This is what I charge. And being okay with that because you and money are partners, and it will show up for you the way that you insist. If you insist it's going to be scarce, it'll back off into a corner. If you insist that it's going to be fun and laughter and partnership and friendships, and you're going to do good things with it for you and those around you, it will show up that way. It's what you start to teach yourself and your body in a way that your body believes that determines the truth, your truth.
0: I I, I really needed to hear this today. Honestly, I really did tell me more about how to identify patterns and and events from prior generations okay
1: that one is super easy you sit down and it's relationships or it's money or whatever it is and it really annoys you and you keep bumping into that same thing over and over again every time you get to a point bang you're at the same place with relationships bang you're at the same place with money and it's why that's the trigger that's saying to you I'm a clue Go and look at your past. And and some people don't know what their past is, so then you timeline your own life. Go and have a look and have a look at how you always react to money or always react to relationships and then ask yourself again, where did it come from? What do I tell myself about that? What do I make it mean about others and what do I make it mean about me? If I change that, one thought, one feeling, one action at a time, where could I be in a year or two? If I don't change that, where could I be in a year or two? And if I don't do my work, and people often say to me, yeah, no, I don't need to do anything with that. Never mind. And I go, no problem. I'll see your kids in 10 years' time. Because what you don't resolve, they're going to inherit. So you look at where it really, really, really annoys you or where something really deeply calls you. Because that's something that may be multi-generational or something that was unfulfilled in prior generations. And now you're being pushed to go and do that piece. And often that becomes your purpose.
0: Money has always been scary for me. So when you mentioned that earlier, I just I resonated with that because I I grew up in a family that worked in radio uh, mm-hmm. My parents both worked in radio for a, a nonprofit and they started a, a radio station, but because it was nonprofit and listener supported, you know, we weren't rolling in it. Right. And I, I just always felt like there was never enough. There was never enough. So I've always, I've carried that with me, the not ever having enough. And so money has really been a scary thing for me, but I'm also a massive spender. So <laughs> I just, I need to find the happy medium, but I'd okay. love to be rid of the scariness around, around money.
1: So money, when you and I go shopping, look at the beautiful things that we buy. Look at the beautiful home I create. Look at the, the, the wall hangings and and the pieces around me. Thank you for partnering with me. Keep coming because you and I can do really good things together. Mom, Dad, there's never enough with your pattern. It belongs to you and those probably who came before you. If you look around, you'll see I have plenty. And I'm the one in this family who's going to always have plenty okay, money, we need to flow. We always are plenty. You and I, there is plenty. Start teaching yourself that and watch how you identify plenty and also allow it in when it wants to come in. So many of us will say, no, thank you. Or no, that's not necessary. Or yeah, I don't know how much I'm worth. Let's tone down my fee. Don't do that. You're partnering with flow.
0: Take the word money out of
1: it. You're partnering with flow.
0: So how do you build a new money DNA?
1: Okay. So the way that you build it is you first take the old money DNA because you don't want to ever exclude it. In systems, we know that if you exclude something, it keeps sticking its head up until you actually give it a place and resolve it. So in your family, it was, there's never enough. And what you do is you say to money, so there is a pattern in my family that says never enough. And that's been a part of me for a long time. I get that. I need a new pattern and we're going to start some new thoughts. When you do something, all you say is, hey, money, look, we've got enough. And then feel that. And then notice your actions. Hey, money, we've got a little bit extra. I'm putting this over here and we're going to build you and I. This is fun. For me, my one was one day. When I'm really, really wealthy, I'm going to have timeshare at Disney. And so I had a little envelope because my father taught me envelopes when I was small. And I would just tuck any extra little bits in there. And I always had that feeling, that, that excited feeling of one day, one day. And my brother was coming over for the first time with his family. And I said, I think I can help you with the accommodation. And I went to my envelope. And there was the money. And when I looked at it, I realized I had enough down payment for timeshare, which meant we could all stay together in the timeshare. I could pay it off after that. And I knew I could because I budgeted carefully. And now there was enough room for all of us. So it it was building the winner effect step by step by step by step. I've got enough today. That's fantastic. Hey, look at this. Today, I've got more than enough. I'm I'm really doing this. What gave me more than enough? I did this and this. More of that. So now you're veering away from it's got to be not-for-profit and there must never be enough. Bear in mind that the one thing about non-profit or not-for-profit is we are often dealing in lack when we do that. We're not supporting abundance. we're, We're supporting lack. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, if and we're Yeah,
0: I was talking to one of my girlfriends this morning because I had a little bit of financial fear this morning and she said, no, you have to tell yourself a different story. An yes. avalanche of abundance will come to you under grace in a perfect way. And I said, I'm stealing that and I'm going to repeat that as a mantra all now, day. If long. you
1: repeat it, if you repeat it, there's a there's another piece that most people don't know. Your brain has got to tell your body a story that your body can believe. That's how we manifest, period. You do it all day long. You go, oh, you're so stupid. You haven't got enough money. Now look what you're doing. You won't be able to pay the bills. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. The body's buying it. Oh, this is so scary. And the body's doing this. The body's believing what the brain is telling it because you're using a lower emotion, but the emotion is key. If you want to use that mantra of your friends, you've got to first look at money. You've got to take it in your hands. You've got to look at it. You've got to get excited about it and you've got to love it. And you've got to use that elevated emotion and then say that. But it's got to give you goosebumps because when it does and when it resonates for you with a higher level emotion of kindness, love, expectation, adventure, joy, any of those, and you're so excited and you can keep repeating that, your body goes, okay, we've got more than enough. Let's do this. We know how to do this. Come on, more than enough, and you come. It sounds magical. It is not. You start training your brain to focus on where more than enough is. And now you're not focused on, well, if I go and do that for two hours at $20 an hour, I'm going to have 40, which should cover that bill. You're going, oh, my goodness, look at that opportunity over there. Yeah, it's going to be three hours. They're willing to pay me I'm in. So now you start looking down the abundant avenue. And now you start drawing in very different thoughts. And what are you saying to yourself? Oh, my goodness. They hired me at X amount. I'm pretty good at this stuff. I can do it again. So you keep building yourself and your value. And the more you build yourself and your value and you're resonating with money and you're in love with money, the more it starts to trickle in. And when I did that for, on my first money walk, on my way home, I picked up a $1 bill, a $5 bill, a $10 bill, a $20 bill, a $50 bill, and a $100 bill. And that's when I knew, okay, money's listening.
0: So that, so, that came to you as you were doing your money it, walk?
1: It on my As I started really feeling in love with it, at first there were lots of tears and lots of fears and lots of anger and all of that good stuff and then i there was a there was a piece when i thought you know i chose this because it seemed easy to believe i chose to believe that money was scarce and then i got scared and i it was scarce i can choose something different and i started to get excited i really can choose something different when i'm picking up pennies that's money when people are doing things that's money and i started to get really excited and on the way home, I popped all the bills. There were two lights that people walked over.
0: That's insane to me. <laughs> Doesn't make A lot any of people sense. People say
1: to me, are you sure? Yep, I'm sure. My daughter always says, Mom, they can ask me.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I love that story. Is there anything, because I know we talked about your book already, I is there anything that you could share with our audience that we haven't that we haven't already covered? Gosh, and a lot you've of, probably
1: a lot. Uh, quite a few things. I also have on the website, there are two, if people want to experience a constellation, there are two constellations meditations. And I cre- co-created those with a Grammy award-winning composer and producer. And the one is the meditation of the mother. The other one is the meditation of the father. And it pulls you into the line of each one and walks you all the way back and then all the way forward until you're standing in your place, which is really important. Things that I want people to know transformation isn't for the chosen few, it's for those who choose it. You can start anytime, it's never too early and it's never too late. And there is no such thing as a train wreck, it's simply a gift trying to get your attention.
0: I love that. That's- Thank you so much for your time today. I've really appreciated this conversation. Where can everybody find you? Where can we Judy, find you?
1: Judy Wilkins smith.com. You'll find my books. You'll find my meditations. And you will also find a list of my live events. Beautiful. In fact, I'm going down to Disney next week to go and teach there.
0: The, in Southern California?
1: No. Disney World.
0: Disney World in Orlando. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. I yep. have a brother that lives very, very in Tampa. So that's where they go to. Of course. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been to Disney World. I've only been to Disneyland.
1: No. Yes. You need to go to Disney World. It is not the same as Disneyland. I did it the wrong way around. I went to Disney World. Then I went to Disneyland and I went, what is this? And I know that the diehard Disneyland people love it. For me, Disney World immerses you completely. It's huge. you're you're completely in another world, and if you're staying on property, you're in the magic twenty four seven. And you really get to see what we're capable of as human beings when you look at what Walt and his group created.
0: I'm sure it's magical. It's Absolutely
1: totally magical. magical. I've only been 18 times. Oh my and only. <laughs> and I don't ever get enough of it.
0: Okay, well, I'm definitely gonna take your suggestion on that and, oh, you need and get to. myself there. So well, are you on social media?
1: I am. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on TikTok.
0: She's everywhere, um, folks. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again, Judy. I've just loved this conversation. You've added so much value to my podcast and I just adore you. I think you're really a special person.
1: Thank you so much. And it's been lovely to spend time with you. Now remember money is a very good friend.
0: Yes, I think we should end with that. That's beautiful. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.